All right, we're uh, welcome back to the Samuel Blanco Show. It's I've taken a little break. Now I'm back with my friend Dylan. Dylan Cobb, how you doing, bro? I'm living the dream, yeah. blessed by the best. Oh yes, man. Every day, every day. So how you been, man? It's been a while since I've seen you, man. Uh, man, just uh, just working a whole lot, doing some framing, uh, combining that with soul winning. You know, preaching the gospel mm-hmm. and uh, you know, going on trips here and there and Really, that's kind of, you know, filled up my time and going to school, too. But it's kind of online stuff, so I can kind of do that to my own convenience, you yeah. know. But uh, really, that, that's that's really what's been taking my time, just carpentry, soul winning. And by soul winning, I mean door-to-door knocking, you know, preaching the gospel. Yeah. And uh, and just schoolwork, really. Yeah. Um, there really hasn't been any. And skate. I'll skate and stuff like that. I do little things on the side, little hobbies, but... That's the crux, you know, yeah. of what's what's kind of filling my time. But, uh, man, I don't think I've seen you in years, it's been you know a while. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I, all of a sudden you just reached out on me on Facebook, yeah. and I'm like, man, I, you know. Well, I've been hearing about you, man, because, like, I work with uh, – we got mutual friends, you know what I mean? And uh, my homie Corey, he said he saw you the other day. You, you Oh, went, yeah, I knocked, on, knocked his on his door. door. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's That's what's interesting about going soul winning, too, is not only do you – you know, meet people, you know, new people and stuff from all areas of life. But you, you run into friends a lot. I've, yeah. I've run into a few friends out soul winning before. And uh, it's a, it, it's just cool because, it, you know, there's a lot of places I grew up, you know, getting in trouble. Like, yeah. just, you know, doing all sorts of stupid things. And then and then it, I'll run into those people's door. And the last, you know, time they saw me, I was just being stupid and just doing dumb things. And then I'm showing up at their door in a tux, you know, preaching yeah. the gospel. Yeah. And it's just like, Dylan? It's like a shock. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but but it's cool to go. I've been back to a lot of the streets that I used to, you know, grow up doing drugs and just being dumb. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I like to go back to those same places and, and preach the gospel and mm-hmm. get people saved and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's been a real blessing, too. Uh, praise God. Yeah, for sure, man. So what 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 got you interested in doing that stuff? Well, honestly, um, you know, I believe I was saved since I was seven, but I wasn't on God's program. You know what I mean? I you know my teenage years, I got into a lot of you know different things I really shouldn't have. Right. But what kind of got me kind of fired up for it is uh, you know, around like seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Uh, I started getting into fasting. You know, this this guy named Gavin, he started getting me into fasting. And at the time, I would read my Bible here and there. You know what I mean? I wasn't, you know, I didn't dwell, you know, both feet in, you mm-hmm. know, right away. But I would read my Bible here and there. And this guy got me into fasting, you know, specifically dry fasting. And, you know, people might pick apart what I'm about to say, but uh, I just encourage them to do the research. Dry fasting is where you don't eat any food or drink any water. A lot of people think of water fasting where you're just on water, but dry fasting blows water fasting out of the water. No pun intended, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'll just give a, you know, brief synapse of it. You know, one day of dry fasting is the equivalent of three days on water. So if you did a three day dry fast, it's the equivalent of nine days on water. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that you've heard this thing growing up that you can only survive three days without right. water. But the same people who put that out are the same people who, you know, kill people with pharmaceuticals, same pharmaceutical mm-hmm. industry that's just, you know, brainwashing people with pharmaceuticals, yeah. pushing vaccines on people. You know what I mean? Uh, 
that type of idea that you can only survive three days comes from that same type of industry. You know what I mean? And, and, mm. and drive fasting is something that's really suppressed, I believe, because there, and it may sound kind of new, but there's like uh, maybe multiple. I know of one retreat in Russia where people with all sorts of diseases and ailments come in and, you know, there's people getting cured of all these diseases. There's a book, Drive Fasting, Missing Realities, and uh, it's the doctor, and he goes through, like, all these diseases that, you know, his patients have been cured of. You know, if I'm not mistaken, he talks about people getting cured of cancer and stuff like that and and um, what's it called and, and what dry fasting does in your body, you know, what happens in your body when you do it, how to go about it, how to break it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a water fast, it eliminates all these toxins to the normal channels of your body, your organs and all this. But dry fasting, it turns every cell in your body into a little furnace or a little incinerator. And it's like a survival of the fittest with the cells in your body. All the weak cells die off, and all the warrior, strong cells survive. So when you're done with the fast, you're left with the most strongest, you know, warrior cells. You yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, and what's interesting is parasites, worms, fungus, bacteria, viruses can only survive in a wet environment. Mm-hmm. So when you dry fast, it creates an environment in your body where those things can't exist. And, uh, but, but anyways, I, I don't want to you know, take up a lot of time with that. But I just want to kind of give a little synapse of it uh, just so when I say dry fasting, like, like right. people are yeah. just listening, like, what in the world? Yeah. But uh, I encourage people to go to dryfasting.com. That's the guy who got me into it. But anyways. Um, so what did it do to you? Well, what happened was he kind of got me into it and – uh, I don't go about telling people while I'm fasting. The Bible t- says it's supposed to be a secret. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just mentioning this because I'm not doing it right now. You know, I'm just talking about what I did in the past. Uh, most people, you know, you kind of want to build up to, to doing a long drive fast. But as soon as I heard about it, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think I just jumped straight into a three-day drive fast. Three days, no food, no water. And, uh, man, I- I'll tell you what. In my teenage years, I did a lot of drugs, shrooms, acid, all that stuff, and I'm not proud of it, but um, but I could tell you this. Nothing I did, no psychoactive substance even comes close to dry fasting. It's like something on a whole other level, and uh, it kind of woke me up a bit and kind of realized, you know, man, I need to you know, straighten up my life. And, and, and like I said, I, I, I was saved. I was already saved uh, since I was seven. I put my faith in Christ. Um, but again, I wasn't on God's program. Mm-hmm. So that kind of woke me up a little bit. Like, you know what, man, I probably need to straighten up, you know, with stuff. Because it, it, kind of, it kind of puts you outside of everything. Like, I don't want to say an outer body experience, but you kind of look at your life from an outside perspective. And uh, it kind of woke me up. Because if you think about it, there's nothing more, you know, you can't give your undivided attention more to, to the Lord than going without food without not that food and water is a sin but it's good to discipline yourself in those those areas anyways if you go out without food without this while you're reading your bible while you're praying there's nothing else that you can do that gives you just total undivided attention to the lord so i feel like that was kind of kind of shook me up a little Mm -hmm. bit and uh but anyways after that it was a process then after that i just started you know just digging deeper in my bible and i want to make it clear too that I believe the King James Bible is the preserved, inspired Word of God in the English language, without error, without contradiction, infallible. All these modern versions, we call them perversions of the Bible. They're corrupt, but I don't want to get into all that. 
but I believe the King James Bible, every single word of it, and I uh, follow I follow what's in it to the best of my abilities. Obviously, for all sin and come short of the glory of God, but um, but anyways, I started digging deeper into the Bible, started watching a lot of preaching and stuff like that. Then, you know, and and at the same time, I kept on fasting. So every time mm-hmm. I would fast, it would kind of, you know, it, it was how like, often would you do it? I, I when I first started, I would do if I'm not mistaken, I you know more or less, I probably did it like a three day drive fast once a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and every time you do it, it kind of wakes you up a little more, kind yeah. of recharges your battery. It's like, but uh, like builds you up. By yeah, month, yeah. You know? It just it just kind of. It's really hard to explain. It kind of... Um, That's a really interesting concept, though, like how you said, like, like the warrior cells stay, you know, yeah. and then all the weak ones die off. That's an interesting concept. It's like a survival really of the that. fittest yeah. with your cells, right? Yeah. And uh, it's wild, man. Like, it's something else. It's um, like being the best version of you or something, you know? Yeah, basically. But, but of course, don't get me wrong. People can do it for the wrong reasons. Mm. You know, people can... You know, that's why the Bible makes it clear that, you know, it needs to be kept a secret between you and the Lord. Mm. Because there's people out there who want to make a big show of it, a big shoe of it. You know what I mean? Just say, uh, oh, man, I've been I've been going so long without food and water. And the Bible says they have their reward. (coughs) You know, they have their reward on this earth and their rewards, the praise of men. But if you do it in secret, your father, which sees you in secret, will reward you openly. So it's something you need to keep a secret. And um you can tell you can, another reason too is when you fast you want to kind of tell everyone because it's just like you feel so good and it's just like man i want to tell you know people how good i feel and yeah. stuff like that that temptation's there and it's probably satan pulling on your flesh the lust of your flesh trying to get you to come out that stuff uh so maybe you'll miss out on some rewards but um so it's actually a challenge to keep it a secret you know yeah. what i mean you kind of your flesh wants to come out and say it but uh but I just during that time I just got into a lot of preaching, a lot of a lot of stuff like that, and I just started, you know, looking up a lot of YouTube videos, just watching a lot of preaching. Um, something that kind of sparked some of my interest too was Kent Hovind. I don't know if you've heard of him before, but he he does creation seminars, and basically, you know, you know the Bible teaches, for example, that the the earth, the universe, everything in it was all created uh, at around six thousand year period. 4,400 years ago, there was a flood that rearranged the whole landscape, everything, and um, just goes through and shows how evolution is just stupid, you know what I mean? It's, it's totally unscientific, has nothing to do with science, and it goes flies in the face of a lot of things you hear today in millions and billions of years, but it could be easily proven false. But but I that could be a whole show in itself talking about that. But I don't yeah. I don't want to get sidetracked. But he basically goes through that and that kind of stuff like that sermons and watching that kind of sparked my interest more right, and more. Yeah. But this was over a year period. I know I'm kind of compacting it, but this was over years. You know what I mean? And uh, then I got hooked up at this church in San Antonio, Old Path Baptist Church. And uh, that's when I started kind of getting plugged into soul winning and stuff. I was kind of soul winning before that, but that really got me fired up, man. Yeah. Because, uh, and, and some people say, you know, you know, I don't know how y'all how y'all do that and stuff. You know, that's that's kind of tough to just go up to someone's door like that. But I felt the same way before I got into it. I'm like, man, I see people do that. I want to do it. I love souls. I want to see them get saved. But uh, I can't see myself doing that. It's kind of, you know, uh, it, it's kind of. You know, out of your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Um, but 
I've noticed that once you get plugged into reading your Bible, King James Bible, once you get plugged into a good church, once you get plugged into singing praises to God, singing the Psalms, the hymns, the spiritual songs, man, God will give you the boldness. You know, he'll yeah. give you the boldness because I've seen people who are shy, totally shy. You wouldn't ever see them do it. But as soon as they go out soul winning, man, they just filled with boldness. Yeah. And it's that Holy Spirit, man, that fills you with boldness. And, uh, you know, and all the glory to God. But, you know, I don't even think twice about going up to a group of thugs or something. In Chicago, man, there's a group, yeah. group of thugs, man. And just uh, it's probably a dangerous situation. But, you know, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, that boldness overrides any other fear you have. Yeah. And all the glory to God. It's not It's not of myself. Like I said, I couldn't have never seen myself doing that. The Holy Spirit gives you the power to do it. Just the other day, actually, when I went so one, and this guy kind of flashed a gun at me and stuff, like that. and that doesn't that doesn't normally happen. Yeah. But I, I just pretended like I'd even see it. I was, yeah. you know, just kept talking. But uh, but anyways, you know, ever since then, the rest is history. I, I knock doors, uh, preach the gospel, and no, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, no, Jehovah's False Witness. No, I'm not a Mormon. I'm an Independent Fundamental Baptist. And we got the right gospel, we got the uh, right plan of salvation, the right Bible. And, um, and actually today I went to fill up my gallons at the water at, at, the, at the springs, Atlanta Park. And uh, two little kids, two skaters were sitting there and I just popped, popped the question to them too. You know what I mean? And, and they both ended up getting saved, glory to God, of course. But that's basically like a, a, that's basically like kind of a short summary of how it all happened. Fasting kind of got my click in my mind to, mm-hmm. towards doing it. Kind of got me fired up a little bit. Then digging in your Bible, and, and then watching sermons, watching these videos, and then getting plugged into the church. That that played the huge difference. And what's interesting is the first. And stop me at any time if I keep talking. Oh no, if dude! You wanna, by if, all if, means, if say wanna, as much as you can, bro. Um, the thing is, too, man. The first year uh, I went to that church um, was probably. I don't know how to put this in words. It was the worst year of my life in terms of worldly things that are happening in my life. Yeah. Deaths in the family, you know, just just confrontation with other, you know, people and stuff like that. But which I won't get into. Uh, but but it was the best year of my life in terms of winning souls to Christ, in terms of getting fired up, doing the work, of, doing the work of God, and all this stuff. So. Um, and the rest is really history. I'm still doing it to this day, and I have a mission. You know, I know it's it's kind of a David and Goliath scenario, but I'm trying to knock all the doors in New Braunfels, and it's a big mission, especially when I work the way I do. But uh, especially since it keeps growing too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sounds exactly. like a never-ending project. It's yeah. funny you said that because I was driving home from work one time, and I was just looking at all these neighborhoods and apartments that that are coming up. I'm like. Man, I might, might want to rethink yeah, right. rethink that mission real quick. You know what I'm saying? That's like a full time job. You know, yeah, but, yeah, breaking into parts or something, man. <laughs> and you'll 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 run into a lot of uh, persecution. Obviously, it's light persecution. It's not anything like people been through through history. They're not burning us at the stake no, yet. Yet, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but uh, you'll get little persecution, like people just yelling at you and. Uh, and and you know kicking you the the dismissing you completely the apartment owner will come and just right. get you out and yeah, so yeah. call the cops on you get you, try to give you a ticket and stuff like that but uh um 
that's just all part of it, I it's guess. It's all part of it, yeah, yeah. and because the, the Bible talks about how um, count it all joy, you know, when you suffer wrongly for Christ's sake, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you got to count joy because great is your reward in heaven. And what what's kind of comforting, too, is we're just going out to preach to those who want to hear it. You know what I mean? That That's what kind of, when someone first gets into it, they're like, man, what if I don't know how to answer this question or that question? But the thing is, all you have to know is the gospel. You don't have to get into any other stuff. And if someone is, see, when I go to the door and someone's trying to teach me, I'll see you later. You know what I mean? (laughs) I came to show you the gospel. Now, and that's not to say I won't listen to feed. I'm not saying that, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying when they're kind of like confrontational trying to teach me something, it's it's see you later. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's, that's, that's really what's, what's kind of taking up my time and stuff. So, So what? But uh, what inspires you to go to Chicago? Because I feel like that's—I don't want to say it's crazy, but the I, devil's it's, den. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you're walking yeah. in there, you know, with like a sword, which is the Bible, I guess. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. Yep, you're right. And you know, um, and you know, the Bible says, "For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places." So. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And that's not to say you don't have self-defense. I'm not, I'm not talking about anything like that. It's referring to our battle as Christians aren't to just put certain politicians in office and all this. We have a spiritual warfare. You know what I mean? And when we go on the streets, we're fighting a spiritual battle. You know, we're casting down imaginations. And, and, um, and we actually went to Kenosha. The place where there are burning buildings, yeah. and it was crazy, man. When we were driving through there, there were just burnt down buildings and stuff Whoa. like that. And it was not too long after all that happened, too. And uh, but basically, it was a missions trip. And the cool thing about the missions trip is it's, it's it, you know, for lack of a better word, it's almost kind of like being a celebrity in a way because the, the plane, everything's paid for, room and board, the plane, everything, it's paid for. And so you just got to bring your your your. Uh, uh, you just got to bring your soul one in with, you know what yeah. I mean? That's all you got to do. And it's, it's really cool. And we'll visit certain conferences when we do. And I, I know I told you that there's a Louisiana trip. I didn't end up going on it because, uh, uh, when I told you I was going to go, I was probably going to go. I, I really felt like I was going to, but then I realized that all this homework and it was due a few days and I was yeah. like, man, I, I better probably just finish this. I don't want to risk it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, pretty cool man it was you know probably really dangerous dude. yeah for sure i remember uh was there any like dangerous like uh moments well i think probably the most dangerous situation for me probably was uh usually we'll go in twos preaching the gospel but sometimes if i see a group of people and someone's kind of uh talking to someone else or they're with someone i'll just go over there and talk to that group which in situations like that on missions trip, that's probably not the wisest thing to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But uh, I saw a group of thugs, man, like thugs, thugs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just standing by the car, uh, probably like four of them. And I went and you know started preaching to them. I said, you know, if God forbid you die today, are you 100 percent certain you're going to heaven? All these things. And uh, one of them was really combative. You know what I mean? Just, just trying to rip on me you know what i mean like i said he was trying to teach me yeah and i just focused more of my attention on the other three who were kind of you know listening you know adhering to what i'm saying more but uh but after when i started I was talking to them he's like he's like man just uh, they said something they're like just ignore him he, he's a uh, uh, he's a uh, what was it 
he's iced out or something like that. <laughs> I was like, man. And so, so I kind of had to put have some eyes on my back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of looking around. But that was probably the most, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about this too. Um, this wasn't me, but when we were heading back to the to our vehicle, because um, there's a, a lot of us kind of spread out and stuff. And when we were heading back, someone, uh, I think one of my friends, if I, don't, if I got the story right, he preached the gospel to uh, to someone, and and you know, right before there's going to be a drive-by or something like that. I don't, I don't want to say because I don't want to mix the facts up, but right before the guy or someone was going to do a drive-by, I don't remember. But the last year they went, they were telling me, you know, people were just they would preach the gospel to them while they were just on a bench smoking drugs and stuff like that. And uh, but we didn't go into like the city, city. You know, yeah. Kenosha's kind of. You know, not it's not in the city, city, but uh, it was interesting. It's fun, you know what I'm saying. Um, but and it's a good way to get away because mm. when you're working all the time, you don't always, you know, have the time to vacation and stuff. Right, yeah. So, so when you kind of get, you know, room and board and all that, it's like you kind of take advantage of it. It's like yeah, your own vacation for sure. Moment, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, going to Chicago and all that. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good time, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you know, yeah. There's a lot of bad you know influences in in chicago but, yeah right, yeah but uh but it a trip in general is just fun to get away you yeah. know what i'm saying even if it's not the nicest place you know what i mean just getting away from you know daily life every once in a while kind of recharges your batteries you know yeah so whenever you go out to Solwyn, is it like uh is it for you or is it for other people you know what I mean? Is it is it for is it for like is it building you up or is it like saving them? You know what I mean? Or is it both? It, well, it's it's kind of both because I'm learn. Of course, the main thing's getting them saved. That's the main thing. But of course, it helps me out because you know you often you don't really hear it said, but uh, the most selfish, depressed people are people who think about themselves all the time. Some of the most, you know, happy people are people who take their mind off of themselves and put it on other people. So when I soul win, it kind of builds up that love I have for people, for souls. And um, so it, it does help me for sure. And I get blessings on earth. I get rewards in heaven for it. Um, but the main thing is getting them saved. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and there's people who have all sorts of reactions to it. I've had doors slammed on me. I had people, you know, walking down the street yelling at me, yeah. following me from door to door yelling at me. <laughs> I've had, uh, there's other people who will cry when you start preaching it. There's other people who are just really thankful. There's other people who, um, who uh, they'll hear, they don't, seem, they don't seem really thankful, but you could tell they, they, they you know, appreciated it and stuff. And um, But you'll run into a lot of people, and it gets your speaking skills up to you mm -hmm. know your your uh you know your Communi communi your communication yeah, yeah, skills yeah, yeah, up sure. and stuff like that and basically what i do i just you know they answer the door i hand them a car hey just passing out some invites to old pat baptist church and say hey more important than ever step in foot in our church if god forbid you die today are you 100 certain that you're going to heaven and if they say yes then i ask them okay praise god what is it what is it that you believe it takes to get to heaven and if they say or add anything else uh if they say anything else besides faith in Christ or believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, then uh, like a lot, 98 to 99% of the time, people will say, well, you got to be a good person. You got to go to church. You got to follow the commandments. And 
I hop on that immediately because the Bible says it's not of works lest any man should boast. Because if you think about it, and this is what I tell them, I'm like, if I believed I had to be a good person and all these things to go to church, follow the commandments, get baptized, whatever, be nice to people to get to heaven, I'd be putting faith and trust in myself and my good deeds to get into heaven. And the reason why that's important is because God doesn't want you to trust in yourself for salvation. We have to take our faith out of ourselves and out of our good deeds and put it in Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And then I tell them, I bring a little social distancing sheet with me. You know, I have my Bible on me too. And I, I would just... Uh, before all this stuff happened, I just went up and just showed them straight from the Bible. And I still do mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. But, uh, um, you know, a lot of people don't care about it. But I just bring it anyways just because I don't want someone who would have heard it not hear it because I didn't. Right. Or yeah, because yeah. I didn't have a sheet. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's just straightforward. It's just boom, 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 boom. It's just a sheet with big, big letters on it. And uh, after I, you know, kind of dispel a couple things, I'm like, hey, I got a social distancing sheet. And I would hate to leave you without you knowing you're 100% certain you're going to heaven. It's a free gift, like a present. And once you're saved, you're always saved. It's eternal life. Because and I kind of point this out, too, that the Bible says it's not of works. It's not about your good deeds to get saved. Well, think about this. If I thought I could lose my salvation, I'm putting faith and trust in myself to do certain things or not do certain things to keep my salvation. And that'd mm. still be works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just go through it with them. It's, you know, I knock it out real quick with them and, there's a lot of times you'll start preaching and, and you know, st- stuff will happen where they got to go and stuff like that. But but when you finally get through it, you know what I mean? They put their faith in Christ. They believe it's not of works. It's eternal. Uh, it, it just puts a smile on your face. You know what I mean? So Makes so, everything worth it. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, like, when I got back from the Springs today and talked to those two kids, you know, and, and what's interesting, too, all the glory to God, of course, what's interesting, too, is... People are starting to recognize me going out soul when I, I I was skating uh, yesterday. Yeah, I believe it was. Some kids like, hey, you came by my neighborhood. And then today when I was at the Springs, that another kid, he's like, you go to the skate park, right? Yeah. yeah he's like, you know, you're that church guy, right? But uh, <laughs> and, and it's kind of comforting because sometimes now when I try to hand people a card near my neighborhood and stuff, like, oh, you already gave me one. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, you already yeah, do. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like man knocking it out you know what i'm saying yeah, that's but, uh, cool man but there's still a lot of work to be done you oh know yeah what, you sure. know what i'm saying and more people are just moving in and uh but the cool thing is i forgot i should mention this is that we'll have a, a tnt we call it where where the church will go it's called uh the next town you know mm-hmm. tnt the next town and uh because because on sundays and, and thursdays we'll just go in san antonio but the next town means like once a month we'll go to other towns and stuff yeah. like that as a group yeah. You know, we all do our individual stuff throughout the week, mm-hmm. but we'll go all together, you know, in your Braunfels or whatever. So I do got to get a little help sometimes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, um, well, I, I think it's cool that there's people like you around, man. Cause, uh, cause like you said earlier, like, uh, like you're not preaching for people that are trying to teach you things. You're preaching for people that are trying to listen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's. It, it, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, sometimes people really need that type of message in their lives, you know, because mm-hmm. maybe they're, some people just go through different things, like, throughout their days, and, you know, people got so much pain in their life and suffering, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes they just don't realize that, you know, there's something out there that can help them through yeah, this kind right. of stuff, you know, they don't have to be stuck in this type of mindset, you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? And someone like you that just pops up out of nowhere, knocks on yeah, their door, it's yeah. like... 
it's it's almost like a like a blessing, you know yeah. what I mean? Or and it can be, you know what I mean? That's kind of interesting you said that, man, because there's a lot of times where God's hand was on the situation for sure. And I, I can only imagine what they think about it. I yeah. know, you know, obviously I'm not going to, you know, boast about it, but, uh, and I don't want to say I know how God works in all situations. I don't mean it by what I'm about to say, but I, I, I have a more recognition of how God works in certain situations than maybe average Joe would. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of acquainted with a lot of how it works that's why i'm saying i can't imagine what some of these people are thinking right. when these certain situations happen for example just to name a few which i think it's interesting you brought up um you know i was walking down the street one time and uh you know i was kind of wanting to run into someone just so i could preach sometimes you kind of get that urge you know what i mean you kind of uh you know like you got it's, something it's to like say. an addiction yeah, yeah almost and and i think i was just thinking in my head like i just want to run into someone so I could uh, preach him the gospel, and this 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 guy he he, he rides uh, I don't know if it was I think it was a four wheeler he rides four wheelers around the street sometimes, and right when I was walking, his four wheeler just died right in front of me, uh. and uh, and you know, I was thinking what are the odds of that because if I would have been five minutes before five minutes ahead right. I probably wouldn't have ran into him, but he ended up you know getting saved and stuff. The other day this is pretty interesting too. I went to this neighborhood, and I preached to, like, seven kids at one time. I think one of them had to go, so only six of them got saved. And I, and when it's, like, uh, they were younger teenagers. If it's little kids, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, uh, uh, just because that's kind of might look weird. You yeah. know what I mean? If a parent walks out, like, right. what are you talking to my yeah. kid for? But they were, like, younger teens, you know what I mean? And I asked them, like, do your parents, you know, care? Um, but I was talking to seven of them, and one of them had to go. Uh, but what was interesting is it, it kind of when that happens sometimes it's kind of bugs you it's like man like and I was like halfway through the gospel too and I was like kind of bugs you when that happens because it's like man that kid probably would have gotten saved but his his yeah he really had to leave though he wasn't yeah. he didn't just walk out because uh, but anyways I went back to that neighborhood like probably a few weeks later or something and of all times I could have you know went back to that neighborhood right when I parked and I parked on I didn't park in that neighborhood that subdivision i kind of parked on another street over because i wasn't sure if i could park in there it's like a you know uh it's like a housing complex thing it's like its own type of neighborhood um but right when i parked my car and you know you know i just and every time i before i go soul world i'm like uh heavenly father fill me with boldness confidence the holy spirit utterance to preach what you have me to preach use me in spite of me type of thing you know and uh right after i got done praying that and a lot of times i'll say and help me run into the person who wants to hear it, keep me from those who don't want to hear it. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I, I think as soon as I said that prayer and turned off my truck, that kid who left was with another friend walking right next to my truck on another street away from the neighborhood because I guess they just got out of school. And, uh, and it was almost like God, like, kind of like, uh, hey, you know, yeah, yeah. talk to this kid right here. And that's the kid who left, you know, in that yeah. group. And. And this time I got two, you know what yeah. I mean, too, because he was with his friend. They both heard, and they both got saved. But a lot of situations like that kind of just show you, like, it's like, man, like. There's something you, else at work here. You, you, don't, you don't realize how much, you know, God's hand is operating in yeah. certain situations, you know. And uh, it kind of just wakes you up a little bit, you know what I mean? It's like, man. Uh, and it, 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 I don't want to say it makes you, like, afraid, but it's kind of like, man, I, you know. If God cares this much about souls and people and stuff like that, man, I just need to make sure I, you know, 
you know, just keep, you know, keep on that narrow path and stuff, you know, but yeah, obviously we all mess up or, you know, yeah. but it, it kind of encourage you, encourages you to just be like, man, I really want to devote my life to this. You know what I mean? Um, but situations happen like that all the time, man. It, it, it's really interesting. We'll be walking on a street and someone will pull up in their driveway, you know, right when we're walking by, you know, of all times, you know, they'll pull up in there and that happens a lot. And I know that to some people that might sound like a coincidence, but once you do this long enough, it's not a coincidence, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. There is one time, you know how sometimes you'll be driving down a street and you'll pull in a driveway and then turn around, you know what I mean? It's not your house, but yeah, you're right, turn, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, one time in this neighborhood, a car did that, and there's like four or three people in the car, and uh, I just, they were turning around, you know, I don't think that, you know... Uh, that wasn't their house. I, I, I believe it wasn't because they were turning around. But they went to like a trash can near, so either way. But the, but the concept is still the same, you know. They were pulling in that driveway and kind of turning around. And I just ran up to them while they were in their car and, uh, you know, asked them the question, you know, God forbid you die today, all that. And then they wanted to hear it. And, you know, three of them ended up getting saved. Glory to God, of course. And um, But it just goes to show that God will put certain people in your path mm-hmm. um, in the most you know, interesting situations. And I like that saying, you know, there's a prepared place for a prepared person. You know, if, uh, if you can speak Spanish, you know, God might put, you know, someone who only speaks Spanish in your path. So yeah. maybe, so you can talk to them or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, there's a prepared place for a prepared person. But, um, I know I kind of get off on rabbit trails, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, just, it's all uh, good, man. That's the, that's honestly the point of this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. I can record everything and like, listen to it back. And I'm like, so you're talking about like 30 different things in like one subject. Yeah, you know? exactly. But like it's cool cuz like I'm like learning 30 new different things, you It's know? one of those things to where it's like but if I talk about this I have to mention exactly, that. If yeah, I talk about yeah, this I need yeah. to mention that, you yeah, know what I'm saying? For but, sure. Um I'll be honest with you, bro. Uh we went to high school together. Mm-hmm. I remember you from back then in the mm-hmm. day. We were in alternative school together. Yeah, if you remember yeah, that. Yeah. We we were little little shit kids back then, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and, I was, uh, uh, it's 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 interesting and inspiring to see you how you are today, because it's 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 the power of not only God but the power of man and how he can change his whole life, his whole perception, and and just realize that you know you don't have to be the person that you were yesterday. You could be someone better tomorrow, you know, and not only that, but just inspiring other people to be great as well. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, it's like a stock market almost, you know, it's like you're starting a company and like, you know, your life is the company and sometimes it's all the way down. You know what I mean? But when it's up, there's a, there's more other people getting rich with you. You know what I mean? And a lot of, you know, sometimes you know, I don't always think about it. And I give all the glory to God. You know, I, I like I said before, I couldn't, I couldn't have done it by myself because, you know, the Bible says, you know, to to walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, you know, because our spirit wrestles against our flesh. It's a constant battle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the Bible talks about putting on the new man. It's something you got to do every day. Put on the new man. Put on the new man. And uh, when I wake up in the morning... I'll, uh, before my feet hit the ground, you know, I'll just thank God for another day that I'm, I'm even alive. And then when my feet do hit the ground, then my knees hit the ground. And I try to uh, uh, just, you know, pray for my family, pray that, 
you know, I take care of the responsibilities I need to take care of that, that stuff, that stuff. But that, and I'll hop on my Bible immediately, like before work. Sometimes I'm in a rush and, you know, it doesn't work out proper. But those are what, I, what I'm going with that is those are certain ways that you put on the new man. Because it doesn't matter how much good I do today, that old man, you know, the unregenerated Dylan is still in me. And, and it, you know, there, there's this saying, you know, this illustration and I'm probably butchering it, but the, there's this, it's a story of like a preacher visiting a Indian tribe, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, preached them the gospel. They ended up getting saved. And I'm probably butchering a lot of it. But uh, then the preacher came back after some time. He's like, hey, how you doing? And the chief was like, oh, not good, not good. He's like, why? He's like, uh, because ever since you came, you know, there's been a white wolf that's moved into my heart type of thing. And, um, and I think he said like, what's wrong with that? You know, but he's like, well, I still have the black wolf in me too. And these two fight with each other. Mm. And and the preacher is like, well, which one wins? He's like, whichever one I feed the most. Right. You know I mean? It's the same thing with the spirit and the flesh. See, when you get saved, your soul and spirit are saved and it's eternal, but you're still in the sinful flesh body. And that's why we still sin after we get saved because we're still in this flesh body. And that's the fight that happens, you know, to, you know, it, our flesh wrestles against the spirit. You know, I might want to preach the gospel to someone, for example. That's my spirit, you know, moving me, urging me to do it. But my flesh is like, you know what, you know, I could uh, do this, this or that instead. You know what I mean? That's right. just an example. Obviously, there's, you know, many, many uh, situations. But um, where is I going with that? Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was saying. The only reason why could do the things I did is because of walking in the spirit. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So that's why I give all the glory to God because I wanted to even have the Holy spirit. First of all, if I never put my faith in Christ, number one, but number two, it's that spirit that works in me that, that does all the good things. See my, there's no good thing in my flesh. You know, if I do something bad, that's the flesh doing it. You know what I mean? But, uh, so that's why all the glory has to go to God because uh, when the good things I do, the righteous things I do, and uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I I don't want to seem on this program that I got it all figured out because mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I do know that the word of God is true, perfect, without error, contradiction. But I'm saying in myself, you know, uh, I mess up all the time, daily. You know, the Bible says the thought of foolishness is sin. Even dwelling on a foolish thought is a sin, and I'm sure we do that every day. So I'm definitely... Not by any means perfect. Obviously, no one is. But um, but I, I don't want it to seem like when I'm talking on here, when I talk about soul winning and doing this and that, that, you know, I'm acting like I'm holier than thou or something like that. Man, I mess up all the time. Yeah. You know, and that's my flesh working, you know. I gotta. Yeah. That's why you got to put on that new man every single day. And there's a lot of times where I forgot to pray in the morning. I forgot to read my Bible. I was in a hurry to get to work. And you see it affect the rest of your day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you notice it affect the rest of your day. But, um, but yeah, and, and like you were saying, like uh, influencing people and stuff like that, a lot of times you, we don't realize how much we're influencing people, either for good or bad, not yeah. just good. You know, uh, people don't realize, like a kid, for example, his mind is a sponge. Anything that you do, you might not think they're noticing it, but their mind will soak it up, rather good or bad, you know. Um, that's why it's good to just... Inte- like in having integrity, integrity's 
doing what's right regardless of someone's watching. Mm-hmm. And that's important to always do because if you can get that discipline, you're going to do it, you know, at all times. It's not going to be, you know, for eye service as men pleasers. You know yeah. what I mean? You're going to do it for the right reasons. And, uh, and, and it kind of interesting you said that because that's why we really got to watch out what we do, what we say, how we act because people that, that can really influence people. Yeah. And who knows if something you did, you know, embolden someone to do something that just kind of led them off right. in a, in a yeah. you know, mm-hmm. horrible mm-hmm. path, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but like you were saying, like, uh, like preaching to people who don't really want to hear it, you know, even if they don't want to hear it, they still got that little seed planted in their yeah, head. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. And that, that's, the, I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, um, sometimes people, they'll say they don't want to hear it, but they'll let you leave them with a verse, you know, and that can really go a long way. That can really dispel a lot of stuff. Cause because if before I came, they believed you had to be a good person and do all and go to church and follow the commandments, treat people right, be nice to people to get to heaven. And then I walked in, and they they didn't want to hear the whole gospel presentation, but they at least let me leave them with the verse, and I left them with you know Ephesians two eight and nine. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So once they hear that, they're like, you know, they might not have heard the whole gospel, but they at least got the works-based salvation dispelled. They at least know, you know what, it's not about being a good person. It's yeah. not Obviously, we should be a good person. Right. We should. That's for blessings, rewards, and all that other stuff, but not in terms of salvation. He doesn't want you to trust in yourself for salvation. Um, but, uh, but yeah, sometimes you'll get that seed planted, and the, the Bible teaches this concept that one person plants and another person waters. So if I planted a seed in that person's heart, they, they at least now know that it's not of your good deeds or works, and then another soul winner comes or something, and they let them preach the gospel. That seed that I planted got watered by someone else. Right. But God give it the increase. Right. And, um, and it doesn't even have to be like some guy preaching at him. It could be like something in his everyday life, and then he does make a connection somehow. Like, wow, maybe there, there is something to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. There's certain things, and that's the thing too. God will put certain things in people's life to where it kind of uh, gets them interested. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Now, I don't believe that someone could get saved by the word, uh, I mean, without the word of God, because the Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, uh, and there's that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So the Bible definitely teaches that someone gets saved by the word of God. But I do think that God can put certain situations in people's way or... Um, or someone could influence someone in a, in a certain way. You know, if it's not the Word of God, that's not going to get them saved, but it can at least spark an interest to one that maybe hear it or, or whatever. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot of times, man, and I should probably say this, you know, you're asking, like, how I got into all of it. At first, when I was kind of like an early getting into some of this stuff, like uh, as an older teen, I, um, I, uh, Felt like I needed to prove things with logic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just needed to show, prove, you know, creation to people or show, like, design demands a designer. You know, if you're walking down a path and you found, like, this is some of the things I will say. If you're walking down a path and you found an arrowhead, you know what I mean, uh, you would conclude that intelligent person made it. You know, it's, it, it's 100% natural material, but you could tell it's shaped, it has the notches. Uh, uh, intelligence made this. Yeah. Although it's 100% natural material, could that arrowhead have came by chance over millions and millions of years? 
or can I just examine the intricate details on it and see that it had a designer? Mm-hmm. Well, if that arrowhead couldn't have came by chance, and I don't have to meet the person who made the arrowhead, how much more complex is your fingernails, your eyes, your hair, your yeah. skin, your you know your, your all your organs and your, stuff? You know, every the, single system, the in life, your body. the life yeah. around you. If that arrowhead couldn't have came by chance, and that's just a hundred percent natural materials. What would make someone think anything around you, you know, uh, life, you know, uh, yeah. animals and all this? But, but that, that those are interesting things, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with looking into that. But there is something wrong with trying to use that and not the Word of God. Mm. Because what I found is, is uh, as I kind of started off as, you know, started to get more on God's program, I you know, would kind of reason with people like that. And I realized I could win every argument. You know, I, I could win an argument to the person's blue in the face to where they have nothing to say, but that didn't change their mind. I noticed that when you w- use the word of God, that's what has power. You, you can reason with an atheist all day long, and you could prove them wrong till they're blue in the face. You know what I mean? But I've noticed that the word of God is what has the power. That's why when I'm at the door, I try to, you know, get the word of God in as soon as possible. There's atheists that we run into soul winning, and they're like, uh, uh, well, I don't believe in God. I don't believe the Bible. And what we'll usually say, we'll be like, hey, uh, you know, the Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You may not believe now, but the Bible says we get faith by hearing and we hear by the word of God. So you may not have faith now, but you may after hearing the word of God. And if for anything else, do it for knowledge's sake. And sometimes they'll let you do it. And, and a lot of atheists will get saved. They'll be like, oh, you know what? That is, yeah. that does have some power. And that's why before when people ask for like, what's the proof of what you're saying and stuff yeah. like that? Why do you believe the way you do? I used, like I said, I used to kind of feel like I would logically go through some things. But now, if someone says, I say, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the word of God itself. It's like a lion. I don't have to defend the lion. The lion will defend itself. You know, the word of God is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. So I say the proof is in the pudding. I don't have to uh, uh, prove it by this, this, or that. I believe it because the power of the word of God. Now, obviously, I said earlier, I'm talking about the King James Bible. All these other Bibles, uh, modern Bibles are just perverted, you know, perversions of the Bible. Tons of mistakes, tons of errors. And there's there's a lot of cool documentaries you can check out. New Age Bible versions, uh, Lamp in the Dark. It goes through a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And New Age Bible versions, it goes through all these new b- modern Bibles that are coming out and just showing how they're corrupt into God's Word, adding to God's Word, taking away from God's Word. And it goes through the history of the King James Bible and all this. But I tell people, I hand out cards that have that documentary sometimes. But I tell people, you don't even have to watch that. You can open up a King James Bible and see the power it has. Yeah. Then you open up all these other Bibles, it's, it's garbage. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. The King James Bible is a, uh, uh, sh- uh, sharper than any two-edged sword. Uh, and these other ones aren't even a butter knife. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so you, when you say like a modern version like of a Bible, do you mean like a, like kind of like a watered-down version? It's it's actually more than watered-down. Like Like... It's more than just diluted. It act, it makes systematic changes. Like for example, mm. it'll cha- it'll take out uh, you know it'll take out the title that Jesus is known for and replace it with what Lucifer is known for, or vice versa. Yeah. And uh, it'll change. It'll make it sound like it's works based salvation in a lot of these. You know, it says uh, um, like like for example. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about how narrow is the way that leadeth to salvation. 
and I'm probably butchering what these other ones say, but it says uh, difficult is the way to salvation. Mm. Uh, you know, I thought Christ did all the hard part. I thought I just had to believe. Salvation's yeah. not difficult. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it would be difficult if it was works, about works. But that's just an example. They take out the word hell like over 40 times, take out the word heaven, take mm. out the blood of Christ, you know what I mean? Uh, in, you know, and the Bible says we're saved uh, by the faith in the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, you know, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness, uh, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So they really attack the blood. And once you look into it, you'll see they make systematic changes. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people say, well, uh, well, they're easier to understand. Well, first of all, that's, not, that's, that's actually not even true. Um, but second of all, I don't want to read a book that's easy to understand. Mm-hmm. I, I like to challenge myself. Oh, what I would say to those people is get some smarts, you know, get some smart. King James is archaic. No, it's just that you need to get some smarts. And I tell people when they say stuff like that, I'm like, actually, when the King James Bible was written, it, it, it was when English was at its prime. You know, now our English has really diluted a lot. You know what I mean? I'm not saying we should go back and speak that Elizabethan, uh, Elizabethan English, yeah. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that the English at that time was at its prime. For mm-hmm. example, and e- other languages have this ability, but English doesn't. We have no way to like, if, uh, like say something singular or plural, and, and this is what I mean by that. If I was pointing to a group of people and I said, hey, you come here, mm-hmm. you know, who am I talking about, one person or them all? You know what I mean? But the Bible, uh, uh, the these, the thys, and the thous are all singular. Yeah. The, the ones that start with the T, but the ye, the your, you know, those are all plural. Yeah. So if I say ye come with me, that's plural. That's y'all come with me. You know, that's why people, Texans like to use y'all because yeah. it's, it's like there's no other way to kind of make it work. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's why we use y'all, yeah. you know. So uh, but if I say ye come with me, it's talking about y'all. Mm. If I say thou, you know, I'm talking about one person. You mm. know what I mean? We don't even have that in our English. But that's right. just an example. You know what I'm saying? But. Um, and you'll see, you'll notice people too, man, that they weren't intelligent, you know, at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they weren't intelligent and all this stuff. But once they started, you know, uh, reading the King James Bible, got into it, you'll notice their intelligence picks up real quick, not only in literature, but even in all areas. You know what I mean? In science, math, you know, all these other things, even though. You know, the Bible is not primarily a math book. It's not primarily a science book. You know, although those things are in there, you're learning yeah, a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not primarily for those purposes. But I think what it is is just exercise your brain to the point to where, you know, you'll apply that 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 brain power that you've kind of gained from it in other areas. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. It kind of motivates you to uh, learn other things and stuff. But um, Like influences your whole life. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Yeah. You know, it, it really does. Um, especially memorizing verses yeah, too. Yeah. Memorizing. What's uh? I'll, what would what would you say is your favorite verse? I guess. Favorite I, I've had that or, asked before, you know, but I, I think. Uh, uh, or you know, you give a couple out. That's yeah, fine. yeah. I think uh, it's kind of hard to say because um, they're all unique in their own way. Right. If someone like doesn't think Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, then I like. Uh, First Timothy three sixteen and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Or First John four two. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. 
So tell that to the Jehovah's false witnesses. You know, they don't believe that Jesus is God in the flesh, which doesn't make sense because the Bible says, for all sin and come short of the glory of God. So what you're saying is that, you know, Jesus, if he was some just normal human being and he wasn't God, which which was what they say, then he, then a normal person could live perfectly and sinless, which, you know, it, it's... God put himself in human form to do what we couldn't do. We've yeah. all sinned, and the wages of sin is death. We deserve hell. But God put himself in flesh form to do what we couldn't do, live mm. his whole life, you know, being perfect, breaking yeah. none of the commandments, you know what I mean? And some people will say, well, how are people saved before Christ came? Well, the Bible teaches it's always been by grace through faith, you know, um, from the very beginning. Even Genesis 4, I believe it is, it talked about, you know, then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. And the Bible says, for whosoever shall call, in the New Testament, it says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. So it's always been by grace through faith. It's never been about works. And the only thing is, is before the name of Christ was revealed, you had to call upon the name of the Lord that was revealed at that time. Rather, if it was Jehovah, rather, if it was God Almighty, uh, whatever it is, you had to call upon the name of the Lord at that time. But now that Christ, Jesus Christ, is revealed, he, you know, his passion and all that, now you now it's uh, uh, you have to call upon the name of Christ. The Bible mm. says, "Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby I must be saved." That's why when I'm so winning, people say, "Ask them what it takes to get to heaven." They'll say, "You know, faith in God." Technically, that's the right answer because Jesus is God. But I try to you know get it out of them. What God are you talking about? You know what yeah. I mean? Because there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby I must be saved, and uh, try to get it out of them. You know. Who are you talking about? Right, you know, yeah. But uh, I don't know really where I was going. Hey man, that. let's take a break real quick. Yeah, yeah, All for right. sure. All right, we're back. We took a little break. We got stuck in a conversation, and I asked you a question: Can someone who's done a can can someone who's like a Baptist also, but also be like a serial murderer? And like do all these things like in the name of God and believe that's good and go to heaven. That's basically what I ask, right? Well, the the thing is, you know, um, the Bible teaches this concept, and there are a lot of, you know, you can watch like uh, serial killer documentaries where, you know, a lot of people do a lot of wicked things in the name of God. And the Bible, t- it's very important because when I'm at the door, some people will say, uh, when I talk about there's nothing you could do to lose your salvation and stuff, it's like, oh, so someone could get saved and just, you know, go on a mass murder spree or, you know, just rape and pillage and all this other stuff um but it, it's 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 the wrong understanding because the bible teaches and this is very important the bible teaches this concept in romans 1 and elsewhere that uh it's called you'll you'll hear it as the reprobate doctrine and the word reprobate you know don't let that word confuse you. it just means rejected so there's certain people who can cross a line with god where they are beyond salvation at that point. Now, once you're saved, you're always saved. You can't lose your salvation. But before someone gets saved, they can cross a line where they lose the chance or opportunity to ever be saved. That's why when people say, uh, you know, oh, so Hitler can just, you know, put his faith in Christ on his deathbed and get saved. No, Hitler is a reprobate. He was already rejected. And the thing is, someone who is truly saved is not going to go on a rape rape spree a murder spree um you know we're as a saved person you're gonna fall into you know normal lust like a saved person might you know commit adultery or you know 
fornication, theft, you know, things that are normal, you know, desires of the flesh, you know, uh, that are, that our flesh will lust for, but the things that just go beyond a normal person's, you know, comprehension, like pedophiles and stuff like that. People, the Bible teaches people got that way from being a reprobate mind. It's not a result of doing those things that they become a reprobate. They became a, they did those things, uh, excuse me, they, doing those things was a result of be, being given over to a reprobate mind. They didn't commit those things and then they got reprobate. What happens is a three-step thing. The Bible teaches that they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, and rejected God, so then God rejected them. And this isn't saying like someone heard the gospel once and rejected it. No, it's when someone hears it over and over and over and just refuses to acknowledge God, rejects Christ. Then God gives them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And Romans 1 goes goes into a lot of that stuff. And, uh, you know, you could think of like Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, these type of people are reprobate. So, so just to kind of summarize it, once you're saved, you're always saved. You can't lose your salvation. Someone who has the Holy Spirit isn't going to, you know, end up turning into a pedophile or going a mass murder spree and stuff like that. Um, not now a saved person can commit murder and do all these things, but I'm talking about like more of the sick things like Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. you know, putting dead bodies in your refrigerator and stuff. Saved people can commit murder. You know, you got uh, many people in the Bible committed murder. But um, but they're not going to do more of the sick things that normal people don't relate to. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, um, they're not going to do that. So before someone gets saved, they could cross the line where they lose the opportunity to ever get saved. So to answer the question of you know, so a saved person can just do all this and do all that. Well, no, because a lot of the the the, the people who do all these sick things is a result of given being given over to a reprobate mind. And someone who is truly saved isn't going to do those things that are um, just beyond normal. You know, the Bible talks about how not only are we not tempted above that we can handle, but there's no temptation taking you than that which is common to man. You know, touching children and stuff is not common to man. That's, you know, going on murder sprees and eating dead bodies, that's not common to man. You know, that's a, uh, that's a result of giving over to a reprobate mind. And Romans 1 is a very interesting ch uh, chapter. There's a lot of things in this world that you really won't understand until you know know that. And there's a, uh, there's a cool documentary about it, Psychopath Reprobates. You know, even psychiatrists, and I don't agree with a lot of psychiatry. They go into a lot of, you know, metaphysical type stuff. But um, they'll even say that, you know, there's something different about a, a psychopath's mind and all yeah. this. And to understand a psychopath, because you, you see things like Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, Son of Sam, and all these people, and it seems like they're just, you know, like, we look at that and we're like, man, I, I can't even wrap my mind around how someone could think this way. Yeah. And the reason is, is because that's being a reprobate mind. What people look at as a psychopath are reprobates. Those are why they act like this. Why they do these things? It's like, man, how could how could you do that? It's because they've given they've been given over a reprobate mind. And um, so, what is your definition of a reprobate mind? So the Bible, you know, like, like what is it? What's the definition of a reprobate mind? I'm not sure what that is. 
Well, the and I should mention this is that there's this. Uh, you said reprobate was a rejection. Yeah, so rejected, it's just a rejection, rejected of, mind. God gives you over to a reprobate mind, meaning a re- basically a rejected mind. And what I should mention this is that there's this. I think you know you'll often hear it's called the doctrine of first mention. Mm-hmm. If you ever see a word in the Bible and you're wondering what it means. Go to the first time it's mentioned in the Bible, and the Bible usually defines itself. It's usually a dictionary of its own. Yeah. And the first time reprobate is mentioned is in uh, Jeremiah. I'm not too sure, but it talks about um, it talks about how uh, reprobate silver shall men call them because the Lord hath rejected them. It is something along those lines, just showing that that's what that word means. And then when you see it in other places, the, the Bible defines itself. The Bible is a very powerful book. Mm. And uh, so reprobate, all that word means is rejected. So God gives them over to rejected, uh, a rejected mind. And um, I actually have, let me, uh, do you mind if I, Go ahead. yeah, yeah uh, man, I didn't even think about it. So Romans 1, and uh, this could ruffle a lot of feathers, but, you know, it's the word of God, it's the truth. And I'll just start in verse 18, Romans 1, it says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. So no one no one has any excuse. Notice it says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up, you notice, gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And and notice this. For this cause God gave them up. You see it over and over. Gave them up. Gave them up. It says, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of the error which was meet. And, and here we go. It says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient. And notice this says, Being filled with all unrighteousness. Oh, I mean, that kind of says it all, all unrighteousness. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness. And I want to make it clear, you know, We'll do some of the things on this list, but reprobates are filled with all these things. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, people will have envy, malignity, uh, uh, will be covetous, uh, covetous. Um, but a reprobate is filled with all these things. It says, yeah. being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters. Inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, a meaning they're never satisfied, unmerciful, 
who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So I know I kind of probably read it fast, but you'll see that certain step by step. They knew God. Mm -hmm. They had the opportunity to be saved. They glorified him not as God. They rejected God. So God gave them up. You notice how it said that, you know, it kept saying that God gave them up. God gave them over. Right. It's because God gives everybody every opportunity to be saved. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the Bible talks about how he's not willing that any should perish, you know, but that all shall come to repentance. You know, um, God is not willing that any should perish, but God gives people chance after chance after chance after chance. And over time, just being rejecting him and rejecting him and rejecting him, God's like, okay, well, I'm going to reject you now. And now you're going to be beyond salvation. The thing is, when you're born, everyone's uh, name is written in the book of life, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you die, your name is taken out of the book of life. If you die without Christ, your name is taken out of the book of life. But you can have your name taken out of the book of life early, and that's being a reprobate. Mm. So if someone never put their faith in Christ, they rejected and rejected him, and they were given over to a reprobate mind, they get their name taken out of the book of life early. You know what I mean? So um, everyone has their name in the book of life. You know, you never hear about people being added to the book of life. You know what I mean? You only hear about uh, – and that's why people try to say that you could lose your salvation. People will say that because in Revelations it talks about – you know, so take their part out of the out of the book of life and stuff yeah. like that. But everyone is already in the book of life, and you'll never hear about someone being added. Everyone's already in the book of life from the very beginning. But if you die without Christ, then your name's taken out. And if you're a reprobate, given a reprobate mind, you're taken out early. Your, mm-hmm. your name's taken out. And so, uh, yeah, but but you know, it's interesting. I think to understand the whole psychopath phenomenon and. You know, just sick people, you know, you know, a lot of politicians and stuff are probably reprobates. You right. Know what I'm saying? Sure, a lot yeah. of a lot of rulers. CEOs. This, yeah. A lot. You know, and we, we don't even we probably don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's always different types of people out there, man. Yeah. You never know. You know, when all those, you know, for whatever reason, like all these things added up to this person being that type of person. Yeah. You know? That's the thing, too. Yeah. Like like you said, you know. Um, and it's not like God wasn't tugging at them. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, Hey, I'm trying to get your attention here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you, you need to, you know, um, acknowledge me and stuff like that. And, and so I believe God gives people every opportunity to be saved. You know, he, 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 you know, people, I always say people go to hell cause they choose to go to hell. People go to, uh, get over to reprobate mind. It's not like, you know, uh, you know, you know, it's unfair and all this stuff. I did, you know, people who become reprobate went down the path rejecting God. That That's yeah. what, that's what that chapter is talking about. It's like they knew God yeah. and they rejected him. It wasn't you know? one thing. It, it wasn't, wasn't one. Th- it and that's the thing. That's the thing to understand too. It's not like I'll go preach the gospel at the door and someone just, you know, doesn't accept it the first time. And now God's given him. That's not how it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it's chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. You know, there's a lot of people who we witness to who don't get saved the first time. You know what I yeah. mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some some people, like I said, you know, the Bible teaches the concept of one person plants, another person waters. So that's that. You know, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, but I encourage people to do it before it's everlasting too late because because uh, Pascal's rate. Uh, what's it? Pascal's wager. I think it's called. I always say, uh, or how did it go? Um, if I'm wrong, 
you know, I've lost nothing. I'm just going to die and go into the dirt. But if I'm right, then there's a judgment coming upon those who have not put their faith in Christ. You know, and that's why I go out, you know, weekly basis, you know, winning souls to Christ because I love souls. I want to see them get saved. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, uh, I love, you know, that's the thing too. When I'm at a door, I always tell myself, I don't want to walk away without knowing I gave that person every opportunity to be saved. So yeah. at least when I walk away, I'm just like, you know, I did everything I could. And um, this week, for example, and all the glory to God, of course, um, I think like, and this is kind of, you know, it doesn't always happen like this. Uh, I think for all the glory to God, uh, 10 people, you know, just witnessing here and there, got 10 people saved this week. And, um, and sometimes it's not always like that. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you'll go a couple weeks without getting someone saved. Yeah. But, um, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. Yeah, yeah. it has. You know what I mean? And you just got to take advantage of every situation. You know what I mean? And family and friends, it's kind of nerve wracking. I think it's kind of harder, you know, with family and I friends than, than that, it is yeah. with a stranger. Just because they know you, they know how you used to yeah. be. So if you try yeah. to come up to them, it's the same thing with like a lot of yeah. elderly people. You notice that a lot, a lot of old people are unreceptive because yeah. they don't want to feel like some young punk is telling me something I never figured out in yeah, my life. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like you'll get a lot of uh, uh, you know doors slammed, um, you know, from old people. But I, I will say this before we end: is that uh, you know, it's it's always good not to just judge by the appearance. You know, Jesus said in John seven twenty four. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. And man, is that true? You know what I mean? Because uh, because I've noticed, you know, the Bible teaches this kind of concept to go to the poor, preach the gospel to the poor, and that, you know, it's hard for a rich man to, you know, enter into the kingdom of God. And the reason why is because they feel like they're self-made. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got this. You know, I you know, I didn't have any help. You know, look how successful I am, and yeah. I I didn't have God. In my, you know what I'm saying? But but I have noticed I have noticed that going to a lot of ghettos and stuff, they're a lot more receptive because someone in prison and someone you know in poor neighborhoods, they're more likely to admit they're sinners in need of a savior yeah. versus a rich person that's like, oh, look how successful right. I, I don't yeah. need anything, yeah. a savior, you know what I mean? But but I have noticed, although that's you know generally the case, it's always good to just go to someone. And not judge if they're going to receive it or not based off of how they look or whatever. Because what I've noticed, and this is really interesting, you know, is that the people that you think would not be receptive at all, maybe a biker guy with tattoos all over him, just looks rough, scars on his face, yeah. whatever. When you knock the door, you run into him on the streets like, man, this guy's not going to listen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he'll be super receptive, you know, get yeah. saved, eat it up. You know what I mean? Then you'll go to someone who talks, looks good, looks sharp, it's like... Oh, this person's gonna want to hear it. Just Jeez. slams the door on your face. You know what yeah. I mean? It just goes to show not to judge according to the appearance because you never know. And like I said, the poor neighborhoods are generally more receptive. But there have been times where I went to poor neighborhoods, and there is a lot of combative people. Yeah. And I've been to some richer, more middle class neighborhoods, and and uh, we got more people saved, and it was more receptive than. So although generally the ghettos are more receptive, it's always good just to go into it. You know, just looking at everyone the exact same. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't judge them according to what they look like or whatever, uh, or whatever like that. In that sense, in terms mm. of in terms of if they're going to be receptive or not. You know what I mean? Because 
obviously there are things that we need to judge righteously, not be a hypocrite when we judge, obviously. But I'm just talking about the appearance. You know, you can't, you can't, and I'm still learning that to this day, man. Yeah. There's a lot of times when I'm like, man, this guy's not going to want to listen. Right. You know what I mean? And then just, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah, I got time. You know what I mean? And then other people, it's just like, you know, uh, where's your mask? You know what I'm saying? Just like, yeah. Yeah. just flips on you, man. Yeah. But, All right, we're back. Go ahead, bro. What you were just saying? So, so what's interesting is, you know, there were other English Bibles before the King James Bible, obviously, but um, they were kind of rough drafts. The King James was kind of like the completed work, the perfection. And the ones before the Bishop's Bible, Geneva Bible, Tyndale Bible, they were all great translations. You know, there was probably some spelling, um, spelling differences, some punctuation differences. You know, God promised he would preserve his word, not, you know, certain punctuation and capitalizations and stuff like that. But the most of these Bibles that came before the King James were translated from the original Greek and the original Hebrew. And what's interesting is you have what's called the Texas Receptus, which is almost 6,000 manuscripts of the Greek New Testament that all agree with each other, I think, you know, over 99% of the time, except there's a little spelling differences, punctuation differences, from all different locations, just showing that, you know, that they're all, you know, translated. You know, if it's from different locations and it's all 99% coherent with each other, it just shows the accuracy of it. And, um, And God's never left this world without his word. Before, you know, we got our completed Bible, you know, God spoke through prophets and stuff. So his word was always around. God never left the word, uh, world without his word. And um, But even before the completed full Bible that we have today, uh, people still had, you know, the Torah, the law, you know, the, five, the first five books of the Old Testament. And people had other books, but I'm just referring to before they completed the whole thing. But um, so what's interesting is these people who want to be for these modern versions you know so 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 let me let me make it clear this king james bible and a lot of the english translations that came before were translated from the original hebrew and the original greek and and it has over around six thousand manuscripts that all grew with each other mm. like 99 percent of the time right um from different locations you know um showing that accuracy of it but these new bible versions are all translated, are all based from, you know, the critical Greek text, Alexandrius, the, the Vaticanus, the Sinaiticus. And these are just a handful of manuscripts as compared to the over almost 6,000 manuscripts of the King James and all these. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these modern versions are tra- based from the Sinaiticus, Alexandrius, Vaticanus, you know. Um, and they don't even agree with each other. Mm-hmm. You got the yeah. ones that the King James and all these are based off that all agree with each other 99% some of them at the time. And you got these other new Bible versions based off of a few handful of manuscripts, not around 6,000 like the King James and them yeah. are based from, uh, just a handful, and they don't even agree with each other. And if someone's really advocating for these new Bible versions, what they're saying is that God's word, was, people were without God's word for, you know, over, you know, 1,500 years, you know, uh, until a couple scholars dug up some manuscripts, you know what I mean? Then, now we have the word of God, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I don't believe that for one second. You know, I, yeah. I believe God's always had his word. 
Um, he's always had his word, rather if it was spoken through prophets or rather if it was, it was written down, the written word of God. And, you know, the Bible says the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in the furnace of earth purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. So, and there's many, there's many things. Like every word of God is pure. You know, there's many um the Bible goes over and over about this, but it's just interesting to just look at it from that point of view. But like I said before, a lot of that information is interesting to know and see what these modern versions are actually based off of mm-hmm. and stuff. But like I said before, man, you don't have to know anything about the history of all this stuff. If you're saved, and even if you're not saved, it, you know, it's, it doesn't take a genius to recognize it. But especially when you're saved and you have the Holy Spirit uh, leading you into all truth, you can open up a King James Bible and see the power it has. Yeah. Then you open up these modern versions, it's garbage. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not God's word. You know what I mean? It makes and then all these modern versions don't even agree with each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just so happens that there's a, a line of Bibles that all agree with each other, you know, uh, um, the ones that came before the King James and stuff. And then you got all these modern versions and they all disagree with each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. just it, it it's garbage. It really is. And um and there are Obviously, Bibles before the the English Bi- English translation Bibles. You know, there was a technically you can call Gothic like old English type of stuff. But even before the Gothic, they they had Latin Bibles, Syriac Bibles, um, you know, Chaldean, all this other stuff. You know, so so it was trans. And when I talk about the King James, I'm talking about the Word of God preserving the English language. Uh, you know, other languages. Uh, a lot of languages have the Word of God preserved in their language, you know, but the, I'm talking about for English speakers, it's the King James Bible, mm-hmm. you know, without error, without contradiction, absolutely perfect. And the Bible's written in a way to where I believe God had the Bible, you know, the Bible written in a way to where it seems like, it seems like in some places this might be a contradiction, but I think he does that to trip up people who try to go into it trying to disprove it. Because every time, you know, there's a lot of videos, too, of people say, like, I have a book that goes through all the supposed contradictions just showing it's, it's, yeah. it's, done, it's you know, people are desperate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the thing is, when I first read the Bible, there were a lot of things I didn't understand that kind of <clears throat> seemed like, you know, this kind of seems like it's contradicting, you know. But I just believed it by faith anyways, you know. And yeah. that, that takes strong, that shows true faith that you believe it even if you don't completely understand it. And uh, then later on, once I started learning, I was like, that's not a contradiction. How did I not notice that before? That's not yeah. a contradiction. That's easily, you know, you know. Um, but uh, can I tell you my view on God? Yeah, of course. Because I don't want to I don't want to be like, you know, like pushing my ideas onto you. You know no, what I mean? No. But like, uh, you know, the the way I see God, it's like, uh, you know, it's it's the beauty and the ugly in the world. You know what I mean? The way I see the Bible too, it's like, it's like a, it's like a manual for life almost, mm-hmm. and and the real world is the actual lesson. You know what I mean? Because like all these things that they talk about, it's actually happening in the world. The applications you see, it, for, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, like yeah. Whenever I see something like beautiful or awe inspiring or I get this like feeling like inside that mm-hmm. it's like it's like a wow, you know, like how is that like that? Why is that like that? Why is it making me feel like 
for like something as simple as like a bird flying in the sky sometimes yeah. you know yeah. what i mean i can just look at it and be like wow you know there, there's a and, and, and it's like but it's not just that it's like beauty in like in like a sunset or flowers or even in women sometimes or even in men too sometimes you know but it's also like you know the, the pain the suffering it's 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 all of that you know but it's it's all it's almost like a yin and yang type of thing you know it's 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 everything it's and and, and it's kind of like the white wolf and the black wolf that mm-hmm. you were talking about you know it's just a battle between us versus what is actually out there you know it's the ego versus versus the spirit i guess you know i don't know it's just the way i see god man is i don't think there's not just one way to reach him i think there's so many ways man and I, and, and like uh i just think i don't I, I don't like to be limited by the way i see god i don't i don't like that narrow path you know i think it's god is everything man he, he he's the wrong ideas and he's the right ideas too you know it, 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 and it just depends on the person to see the beauty behind whatever the message is. Because you can say a bunch of words, however, like however many words you want, but it, like it depends on how you feel about the words. The power—that's the power to those words—is it ha- the feeling with it too, you know? And that's another way of seeing God is like sometimes you people say empty words, but sometimes like you, whenever you talk, I can feel the feeling that you have behind it. It's it's a you're supporting those words with something else. It's not just some hollow thing, you know? And that's the thing that, uh, that I would point to, too, is that, um, you know, obviously from hearing me and stuff, you know, and obviously, you know, we can have different perspectives on things. But, yeah. Um, obviously, I, I believe there's just one way to God. You know, the Bible says uh, in John fourteen six, very famous verse, you know, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me and uh bible says whosoever denieth the son the same hath not the father but he that acknowledgeth the son hath the father also and uh in that other verse i said neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved and you know what i rest my faith on because the bible says so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god is the power of the word of god you know you can read the quran you can read the Bhagavad Gita, you know, you can read all these things, and it's really garbage, you know, to, to be frank, it's garbage, and then you read the Bible, man, it ha- and I'm talking about the King James Bible, of course, it has power, and not only the Word of God, of course, which, which how you were saying, like, it has, you know, you can apply what you learn to your life and stuff like that, not only that, which I should mention, the law of God is perfect, you know what I mean, it just, some, some people, you know, some people are kind of, stuck up about you know the ways of god and stuff i tell them well if if it's not true like i'm saying it's true then let's see you be completely sinless because it just so happens that god puts a law out there you hear the ten commandments obviously there's more than ten commandments it just so happens that god's law no one can do perfectly i mean that could that should kind of like flick on someone's you know you know kind of get someone's attention just yeah. that you know thou shalt not bear false witness we've all told a lie thou shalt not covet meaning desiring what's not yours we i'm sure we do that on a daily basis you know what i mean but um so like i said before the i think it's the power i don't think i know it's the power of the word of god that proves it but not only that when you're saved and the holy spirit moves in 
the Bible teaches that he 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 uh, leads you into all truths. Mm-hmm. So the the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit, you know that His Word is true, and you know, and you really start noticing things in creation too. You hear a, it kind of reminded me when you were talking about, uh, you know, you're talking about the Bible, then you're talking about things outside of the Bible too that you you know, um, I can't think of what it is. So so from the Bible we get. Can't think of the word. You'll hear some people say sometimes, for lack of a better, better phrase, from the Bible you get the, you know, spiritual doctrine in mm-hmm. a way, but there's also an external information you get from studying God's creation, studying this, studying that. You know, you kind of get an idea of a. Uh, oh, I think I think it's there's divine revelation and then there's. Uh, Physical? physical revelation. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I, think yeah. I, I don't think that's that's exactly right, but you know what I I'm get saying. Your point. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if if I feel like the physical revelation is contradicting what I read in the Word of God, I'm gonna go with the Word of God. You yeah. know, but but if it seems like it's contradicting some physical, that means my interpretation of that's wrong. And you know that that's another important thing too is that when you're reading a Bible. And you got all these many verses that say one thing, you know, salvation's just by faith. And then you have one verse that seems like it's teaching a works-based salvation. You know, you don't take that one verse and run with it. You interpret that one unclear verse by the hundreds of clear verses. Right. And that's, okay, how, yeah. that's how you understand it, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I believe, you know, I believe, you know, Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. I believe that... Uh, and here's the thing, too. Yeah, before I forget, uh, I know how you're saying, like, there's all this, you know, corruption in the world. You know, there's you kind of see some good in the bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of see good in the world and bad in the world. Um, and some people say, you know, you know, if God exists, why does all this bad stuff right. happen? Well, for one, everyone has free will, first of all. So God's, it's your own free will why this world's a mess. And if actually we were following God's laws, it wouldn't be... Obviously, we're all going to sin, even if we follow. We're not going to do it perfect, but it, we wouldn't be in the mess that we are right now. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, but but it's it's your free will. You know, God didn't create robots. You know, and the Bible says that wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. So it says, wherefore, as by one man, that's Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. So when man brought sin into the world, sin brought death into the world, and that's why there's mm. that's why we see things cor- uh, decaying, corrupting, and I believe that kicked in the second law of thermodynamics. You know, second law of thermodynamics says that you know everything tends toward disorder. Things don't get better with time. Things don't get build up, which is a, a good scientific law that shows that evolution is is dumb too, because uh, in fact, completely un- unscientific. Because things don't get better with time. Things decay. Things get worse over mm-hmm. time. If you don't think, so look look in the mirror after 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, things decay. Things get worse. But I believe, you know, uh, that when, when, when man sinned and brought death into the world, that's when that second law of thermodynamics started kicking in. Yeah. Now we see things falling apart. Now we see all this sin in the world, this death in the world, this disease in the world, this corruption in the world. You know, in the Garden of Eden, it was perfect conditions. You know what I mean? And so, uh, so, so, so uh, that's the, that's why we see in this world, sometimes you'll see good 
And sometimes you'll see, you know, people getting shot, people getting, you know, rape and murder and all yeah. this other stuff, you know. And it kind of reminds me of that same thing about the spirit and the flesh. Yeah. You know what I mean? The good things that you see people do um, when it's righteous according to God's word, that's walking in the spirit. And mm-hmm. when you see people doing all these other things, it's after the flesh, yeah. you know. But, uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Think, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to keep get going off into rabbit trails. <laughs> we could probably chase that rabbit all night. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> headlights and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dylan, I had a great time talking with you, bro. I feel like I learned a lot of stuff, man. Because, like, in like, you know, like uh, all my other podcasts. I don't know if you listen to them, but uh, I always ask my guests what their belief is. Like, mm-hmm. what what is, what is their you know, what is their religion, you know? And it's always different, man. Everyone yeah. believes in so many different... Mm-hmm. I mean, we live in, like, the 21st century where we're, like, accessible to so much knowledge, you know? You can deep dive into, like, so many different types of religion, you know? And, uh, you know, for me, you know, if you find peace with it, you know, it's, it's, that's fine with me, man, you know? It, it, and, like, I understand you, could, you You obviously have a different philosophy on it, and I... And I obviously respect that because you have such a strong uh will and, and 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 a high intelligence and and i can see you walking in this like light i guess you know i can see you walking down in those steps you 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 what you say is 100 percent what you believe and i completely respect that man. and i thank you for having for being on the show man i appreciate the opportunity thank you yeah for sure man all right man have a good night